0: Welcome to the second episode of season 2 of Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by assistant coach Ron Adams to discuss Damian Jones' development, DeMarcus Cousins' fit, and much, much more. So we're here in the bowels of Oracle Arena with Ron, Adam, Ron Adams, the the defensive guru for the for the Warriors largely considered one of the the best assistant coaches in the NBA. We just got done with uh, an open practice and the cool thing about the open practice, or at least my favorite thing about the open practice every year, is it's rookies chance to get up there and show their skills or lack of skills in the singing department. They have to choose a song, they have to sing along. Who is your favorite today? Wow.
1: I thought Jacob was pretty good. Yeah. Jacob was the least inhibited. <laughs> but I thought, uh, I thought the video room really represented themselves well. Jacob Rubin, uh, not Jacob Evans, was good. And Nick Kerr was good. And David was good. I mean, it was, it was fun. It's always, you're always surprised because, uh, well, I'll take, I'll use Carl as, a, as an example, a strength coach. He's a fairly reserved guy, seemingly, but, you know, he got up there and he was really good, too. So you always have surprises. People, uh, once they have a microphone in their hands, aren't always what uh, they appear to be in normal life. <clears throat>
0: yeah, and I think, I think uh, those situations are all about confidence, right? It's not really about how good of a singer you are. It's about um, how comfortable you are in front of an audience. And one thing I noticed is you kind of see that difference between a rookie and a second year guy because Jordan Bell had to get up there. He he didn't he didn't have to go last year, so they made him get up there and sing. And he is not a great singer as well, but he owned the moment. He ended up serenading his girlfriend uh, at one point. Um, is that is that? Do you notice a, a change in players from that first year in, to second year, just in in terms of confidence?
1: Uh Yes, uh, and I think he's uh, – Jordan's really grown, I think, the last six, eight months. Uh, uh, and uh, I think it's probably reflected in, you know, like the singing today, but more so just his uh, approach to the game, his uh, seriousness. Uh, I think he has a vision – about what he can become as a player, I think last year for he was young and coming in, it's not always simple, but about at the two thirds point of the season, he really kind of got it in his individual workout stuff and uh I thought really grew and started playing the game in a in a consistently uh focused and aggressive way uh so He's he's on his way. He's he's going to have a good season this year. Is there
0: a, you know, obviously with Cousins being out with the Achilles, he's going to miss a little time in the regular season. That opens up a huge opportunity for Damian Jones, Bell, and Kevon Looney, three young guys who are going to get real rotation minutes. In some ways, I mean, obviously you never want to see a guy, a guy injured, but is it is it kind of nice that you get these young guys who are potentially going to be a key part of your – this franchise's future you get them some meaningful minutes early on and and help get that confidence up yeah
1: an injury is never a blessing but like with everything else good things come about from it um or can come about from it it's important that our three young guys play because they're they're going to be vital to us this year uh all of them are a bit different uh Chavon had a, uh, some really good moments last season, has developed into a very consistent player. I think his, his growth chart will continue to expand. Uh, he needs to keep doing the small things of the game well. Uh, he's kind of a big picture guy, and now he's focusing on smaller things, and when he does that, I think he's really going to going to excel uh jordan is dynamic um uh, i like him coming off the bench he'll may start for us who knows what happens but uh i do like him coming off the bench i think his energy is um uh, immediate and it affects the game and probably in a manner that no one else uh we have uh, affects a game and then damien is really growing damien's confidence week-to-week uh, week has really expanded. He's, he's a very, very multi-talented player t- in terms of his skill set. And his teammates have been very good for him when he got his minutes last year after the G League season and he played with our veterans. He was very good because they're encouraging to him, but they're not only encouraging, they uh, coach him and uh, they push him in a good way. And it's, it's really uh, fun to watch this year. Da- uh, uh, Damien's uh, kind of mentor during the games has been DeMarcus. And uh, I think DeMarcus gets a big delight out of this, but it's been good for Damien uh, because he's young and he needs to grow in that, in that confidence uh, area. And I think he's doing that. But, again, a really outstanding skill set.
0: And, yeah, I think Damian's the guy I've probably gotten the most questions about entering the season because, you know, NBA fans, fans of the Warriors, didn't get to see a lot of him the last two years. I think he's only played 174 minutes over the course of two seasons, spent the majority of his time in the G League, uh, did some good things with Santa Cruz. But, um, you know, he's a guy that I know you've been high on for a long time. A lot of guys in the organization have been high on. He's a physical specimen. I mean, he's an absolute freak athletically. Um, Do you think that his – His, I don't want to say basketball IQ, probably a better way to put it would be just his comfort level, his feel for the game is catching up with his physical tools at this point.
1: I think uh, when Damien came here, he had, he'd do some things really well and then there'd be a gap in his game. That's not, uh, it's not unusual, but you want to fill in the gaps. And I think the, excuse me, I think the G League has, helped him in that regard. But um, I think a lot of it is uh, the relaxation in playing that comes from greater confidence. And I see that happening uh, uh, for him now. And uh, he's developing a certain kind of spontaneity and, and uh, uh, that, that's really helpful in games. Uh, and a fluidity that comes with that so he's young he's growing but we're we're going to need him need him we're not an overly big team this year and we lost our three veteran uh, bigs from last year all of them um, uh, really played well for us uh, all different Uh, david especially was such an enforcer for us and uh, such a solid piece uh in the locker room and on the court too but uh these guys are gonna have to step up damien's gonna have to step up and i think he's uh, i think he'll he'll do that for us
0: i think a lot of people were kind of blown away by that play in seattle where uh durant had that lob pass that was a little bit a little bit off center a little bit behind uh jones's head and he reaches back and grabs it and just throws it down for that thunderous alley oop. is that something you've seen quite a bit in practice does that even surprise you at this point i know some people who aren't as familiar with him might be a little surprised to see that but i'm guessing that was not too shocking to you well that was a pretty
1: spectacular play uh but damien can can dunk you know that's uh that's good but there's these other areas that uh, I think he uh, needs to be really skilled at, and I think uh, those are probably of more concern to me than his dunking. but he's he's a big time jumper he's got great time and he can do all of those things but he's also a pretty good outside shooter and uh, um, again just has a lot of uh, has a broad skill set but for so many of the young players it's not how many things you can do, it's what you can do, what you do well in a game or what you can do well in a game. And so the, the menu really is a small menu because he doesn't, he has to do a few things for us to make us successful. And so from a coaching standpoint, I'm more concerned with those kinds of things. For example, his, his defense, his rebounding, his screen setting, his separation after he sets a screen, all of these things he's gotten better at. And um, the scoring, he'll fall into his scoring. That's that's not a concern uh, uh, of mine or I think our staff or our staff's concern. But uh, I think in these areas that he can be cement for us, that's what we're uh, – I'm pretty excited about right now.
0: And you, you mentioned that Cousins has kind of big, become a go-to mentor, especially in games for – for DJ and you know just from from observer, someone who's around the team someone who sees how you guys interact it seems like Demarcus is really fitting in nicely with just the vibe of this team you saw today at open practice he was joking with the guys there was one point where uh, Kendrick Nunn who's not the greatest singer in the world was kind of struggling and, and singing his his karaoke song and and Demarcus comes out with the broom and kind of you know sweeps him off the stage and just stuff like that um, How have you felt like he he's kind of fit into this group early in training camp so far
1: well i I think he's fitting quite well. Uh, he knows a lot of the guys on the team from the USA team. they like him, they have fun with him uh, Demarcus is a very bright guy, and he's uh, he's very aware, and uh, he he gives out a lot of ribbing, but is able to take it too. You know, it's it's kind of a nice give and take, um, and I'm excited to have him. I think uh, the the big thing for him will be from a playing standpoint, just adjusting to our pace of play, uh, not only offensively but defensively. And uh, as he rounds into shape, uh, I think his rehab has been good on his uh, Achilles, Um, and I think as he rounds into shape and then kind of meets the expectations, or I should say the reality of how we play, Um, and there may be some adjusting there, but I think he's going to get there. And uh, we all know he's a marvelous scorer, all those kinds of things, Uh, Uh, a really tough rebounder and I think he has the (laughs) most difficult body in the league to work around having coached against him for a, a number of years and we can use that uh so a lot of good things there but uh you know he hasn't played basketball for a lot of months and we have to be patient and Steve's the best at doing that and and also Steve is great at um Thinking in a forward manner and and understanding what has to be done to to fit him in
0: You know Demarcus is a guy who for better or worse Throughout his career has kind of been criticized for not necessarily always giving the the best effort defensively. And I think when you're a guy who has to be a go-to scorer on a team, especially like he was in Sacramento where they need you to score 26, 27 a night to really have a chance in that game, it's easy to not necessarily give a hundred percent effort on the other side of the ball. Um, do you think that coming into this situation where he's not going to be asked to score 25, 26 a night, um, it, it frees him up to grow Defensively, and to give that side of the ball a little bit more attention.
1: Well, as a as a basic premise, uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm being like a politician and skirting your question, but I'm going to get to it. Uh, as a basic premise, when you're an all-star player, you need to play both sides of the ball, especially a big guy, and. He's had his moments defensively, but that's probably not his strongest suit to date. I I look at uh, him, and I uh, have had to have talked to him a little bit about this. But my goal for him is to get back on his feet, and what does that mean? Well, as coaches, uh, he kind of got left out this year. And largely probably the Achilles uh, had much to do with that. But I want him to return to being a high-wage earner in this this league. (coughs) Obviously, he's a multiple. I don't know how many years he's been an all-star, but multiple all-star player. And so if I had a vision for him this year that he refines his offense within this system which i think will be easy for him to do he's going to fit in well and that he establishes himself as a defensive player which i think will serve him greatly in the future and uh so much of what we do is a vision right for a player especially a young player and young players don't always have a clear-cut vision they don't always have a clear-cut way of harnessing their great ability to, to grow and become a high wage earner. That's the idea. This is, this is a business. You know, it's a business. We take all of these small businesses, we put them together in a conglomerate, and we try to, to move forward and achieve. And uh, so for DeMarcus, uh, that's my wish for him. It's my wish as a person who wants him to succeed greatly. And I think he's capable of playing both sides of the ball. I think he's a marvelous player. He's got a feel for the game that most people don't have. And uh, so, again, I don't know if this makes total sense. I'm just kind of babbling a little bit here. But to me, as someone who likes to see people grow and, su- and, and succeed, that would be how I would look at that issue.
0: One, one thing that kind of intrigues me about DeMarcus is that he seems to be a guy where um, this is a guy who basically, you know, is known for being uh, for his run-ins in Sacramento. It doesn't necessarily have the greatest reputation to some people in the league. Uh, but, you know, you talk to a lot of people who know him, you talk to a lot of people who've spent time with him and they say he, he's the most, you know, got the biggest heart. He's done all this work in Sacramento, in Mobile, Alabama, New Orleans, won the off season community assist award, um, and those two things don't really seem to to add up, right? I mean, you, they're two they're to, two different things that are in contrast. So, I guess just from what you've gotten to know about Demarcus, um, do you think that he does, hasn't necessarily always gotten the the best shake in the league in terms of how people perceive perceive him?
1: Well, I would say at the uh... Regarding the Sacramento situation where you're the best player in a franchise that's that's struggling and You want to win and it's tough to win. I think that brings a certain level of frustration. I think uh, As a younger player um, Probably he and he may say it himself that he was maybe a little bit too too emotional at, at times um, But moving that to the side When a player comes to your team, uh, it's always a new start, right? And so with him, uh, this is a chance to work with a group of players who uh, know what they're doing, uh, can enhance his play, and he can enhance their play. Uh, What's happened in the past, uh, you know maybe whatever the criticisms criticisms might be, uh, there's a clean slate here. And quite frankly, that puts a lot of pressure on DeMarcus because everyone wants to see him succeed. And if there was a pattern in the past that wasn't helpful for his succeeding, this is a great chance to, to modify that and move forward. But I found when you in a tra- in trades or in a procurement of a player through a free agency uh, you start again and you look at people in your lives that you know you know that some people might say something about but that's not your experience with them I mean, it's always individual it's always team new setting i think it will work out well for him and uh... i think uh you know that's what we do here in the team sense that's what steve is really good at so uh... i'm i'm really optimistic in that area of for, for him and uh... for what can happen for him here.
0: Every, every season has a different vibe there's kind of a different theme to every season that's one thing i enjoy as a beat writer is just you know being able to chronicle the different story that comes with every season and and this season, a lot of the stories so far, you know, I'm sure you've you've seen all the heard a lot of the questions at media day and what have you, is about the future. Everyone wants to talk about next summer already. They want to they want to talk about what's happened with KD, what's happening with Clay Thompson, In two years, what's happened with Draymond Green, um, and then you know there's Andre Goodall and Sean Livingston. I mean, the vast majority of this roster is going to be free agents in July, and so a lot of people are wondering: is this Could this be the Warriors last shot or is this at least the Warriors last season as the prohibitive NBA title favorites? How do you feel like you guys are managing all of that noise surrounding the team right now? Um, I know Steve has talked about enjoying the moment. It seems like that seems to be a sort of messaging that you guys have have talked about as a group. Um, how, How do you feel like you guys are just dealing with all that at this point?
1: well i wouldn't say it's irrelevant i mean if you're a depends on how you're wired as a human being do you look at the future and and panic about it or do you live the moment or whatever i think it's just it's not it's a non issue it's a it's an issue for pundits for writers, and so on because i mean let's face it you guys <laughs> it's it's the daily hunt of you know, writing about anything that that, that is, is, is is relevant. Uh, but I can only give you my perspective, and that is I've really enjoyed my time with, let's say, Kevin Durant coming here. I mean, it's been great for... to be with him every day, to watch his game, uh, to watch what he's done for us. And uh, whatever decision he makes, I will have... Absolutely no influence over that decision, right? I mean, Kevin likes me. I like Kevin. You know, we have a good relationship, but that's, it's irrelevant. And, and um, so we have to enjoy the moment. You know, maybe change will occur. Or maybe change won't occur. And, you know, at my age, it doesn't matter because I'm just enjoying it. You know, it's like... Um, you try to make everyday good. So to me, that's, it's part of sport. I understand people talking about it, but it has no relevancy. The only relevancy right now is what we're going to do opening night against Oklahoma city. And then it will be, what are we going to do the next game and the next game for 82 of those. And then in the playoffs, it starts again. And at the end of the year, everyone sits down, they take a deep breath and, uh, then the future is addressed. And uh, first of all, these guys have no idea what they want to do. Other than the fact I think most of the guys love it here and want to be here. But that doesn't mean (coughs) someone decides that, hey, there's a new challenge over there. I want to be a part of it. And uh, that's that individual's right if that happens. And I'm not going to sit around, you know, gnashing my teeth about it it's life you know and and good grief we we had the privilege of coaching these guys you know and winning with them and all of the the great things that have come our way because of it so i'm not going to you know bash my head against the wall if someone makes a decision that they want to make you know a year from now or whenever it will be
0: and uh you know for the fourth straight year it came out uh, I think a few days ago now that in the GM's poll on NBA.com the GMs in the league rated you the the best assistant coach in the league for the fourth straight year and by a wide margin wasn't even close um what did, what does that mean to you I know you're not a guy that gets caught up in the accolades or recognition but you know just to know that you have that kind of respect from your peers league wide you know what did, what did that mean seeing that?
1: Well, it's it's been pretty amazing uh, for the last four years um, to be recognized, but I've been around the block many times and I know um, how many good coaches there are out there and who would be certainly could be mentioned above me uh, in terms of their expertise Uh, but, um, and I like the fact that we have a poll in which assistant coaches are actually recognized because there's so many great ones in this league. They're so vital to teams winning. Uh, The head coaches uh, pull the levers, but um, there's so many good support people, and so I like that aspect of it. Um, I think the award or the recognition means that I've been around a long time. Uh, People know me. I'm with a great program in which, um, you know, winning brings good things to everyone. Uh, But I hope that part of the recognition is simply the fact that I've always taken time for other coaches. I've always tried to help people in this league. I have a, a way of operating, probably that's a little bit unique, um, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, that recognition is based somewhat on that too. I think, as far as our team goes, I think I've, as a coach here, I've been helpful to us, um, to the organization in terms of organizing us defensively, especially the first several years. But it's really interesting now. The the much of that work has been done. We still have to be creative. Uh, things come up in playoffs, especially, or during the regular season. But we have our format. The coaches I work with on my staff are all much, much better defensive coaches. And I'm not saying because of me. It's because of a system. Because we play defense and so on. But they, everyone's schooled in what we do. When we started, it was different. You know, we. Had a lot of young coaches that's been gratifying for me to see and steve included steve is so good now both sides of the ball and you know his analysis of things his teaching and his growth has, has really been phenomenal especially given the fact that he hasn't always felt well um so all of these things have been great but right now what i'm really enjoying is the fact that Steve has empowered this team and defensively we have people thinking the game we have we have players coaching the game we have players coaching other younger players we have we have players with strong opinions from game to game on what we should be doing and we listen to them so it's it's really a different process than from the beginning you know when we started five years ago and uh that's what's life That's what life is about. As a teacher, as a coach, <clears throat> you 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 throw things out, you organize, and then people seize upon them. You know whether it's defensively or offensively, and they're able to direct from their perspective. And when you think about, it, I know the public thinks about coaching, uh, and what coaching is, and isn't. It is important. But what's important is that your team keeps growing and takes care of their own business to a certain degree. You always need someone directing, like Steve has to do. But that's the gratifying thing about our team, and it's the gratifying thing about our team defensively right now. Now we have some 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 other challenges. We have these young guys who are all good defensively, uh, our three young guys, and uh, uh, so, there is more involved in developing them at this point uh, from a defensive standpoint, but I, I tell you, it's it's one-of-a-kind group for the dynamic of players who are, in many cases, more experienced than coaches because they do this game after game, defend the same guy, see different things. Their opinions are really important, and uh, I think Steve has just been masterful in um, helping our team to empower itself and actually be part of the coaching process but more than that the doing process it's your team what are you going to do with it and uh, you know that's a pretty special thing
0: my last question would just be you know I know you get this question all the time you're probably tired of answering it but you know you've been around this game for a long time and uh how how are you feeling right now do you feel like you you have a few more years in you or could you see this potentially being your last season on a bench um
1: <clears throat> for me it it uh A lot of it depends on how I'm how I'm feeling physically. Um, I still really enjoy it. Like today, I had a ball. I mean, it's it's look, it's a day. You know, we've been here since. I came to the arena 830 this morning. So it's a long day. You do some work this. You know, we practice. We had a regular practice, you know, pro tracks because of the fan thing. But I have to say I enjoyed every bit of it, and so um, I still enjoy it. I I enjoy the camaraderie of the team, the you know, and the the coaches and the fans here too are so great. Uh, But uh, you know, comes time (laughs) when it's, it's time to do something else, and you start as you get older, you start thinking about well, you know you don't have a whole lot of years left, you know, how do you want to spend it? Uh, if I, you know, if I, excuse me, step back from full-time sitting on the bench coaching and all the things that come with it, I'll probably be involved in basketball at some level. And, and you know, uh, and I will enjoy that too. But I'm, I certainly will be involved in other stuff, which I have interest in. So, you know, I have no clear-cut um Plan other than the fact that I hope I can make it through this year. Yeah. <laughs> and then, much like you talked about a, in free agency, then you yeah. you make a decision at the end of the year.
0: Well, thanks, Ron. I really appreciate you taking the time. Like you said, it's been a long day. Uh, I always enjoy talking to you. I look forward to talking to you throughout the season, not just about basketball, but life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, I appreciate it. This show is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network, and our theme music is courtesy of the free music archive. The show is produced by me and Fernando Diaz. For more Warriors coverage, you can follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron. Check out all of my coverage at sfchronicle.com.